Thank you for tuning in to CCF Lowell's podcast. Wherever you are, we pray that you would be encouraged by today's message. To learn more about us, please visit www.ccflowell.org. And you can also find us on YouTube and Facebook. I was on my way back from Puerto Rico. I said, Lord, we've been speaking about more in 24. And we heard more about God, more of God. We, had, we heard more of, more of me, more of us, more of them. We had more glory, Bishop Coraya. We had more praise, Pastor Luke. We had more prayer, Pastor Francis and Pastor Jennifer. I said, Lord, what else is there to talk about? And I heard the Spirit of the Lord right there. It didn't even take more than 30 seconds. I want you to tell my people that I want them to be more alive in 24. And I walk in this morning to this sanctuary, and Pastor Luke was singing a new song, I'm Alive. I'm Alive. Okay. I had three people get excited with me already, you know. And I I don't know what to do sometimes. Shall I do like cartwheel or shall I spin around to get you to understand the things of the Spirit of God? This is how you live when you catch the moment, when you seize the moment, when you see such a time as this, because this is where we are. We are in such a time as the Spirit of the Lord is moving, covering the earth like the waters cover the sea. I believe from all my heart and I declare that there has never been a time as such as this now. It's not the time to cry. It's not the time to worry. It's not the time to be anxious. It's a time to rejoice in the Lord, for God is about to explode this nation with power and glory. And then this morning, I said, Lord, I need you to help me because I need to be so bold today. I need to be bolder than ever. So if you are under, if you are between the age of 15 and 25, are you here today? Is there anybody between 15 and 25? Between 15 and 25? Between 15. 15, that's cans, 15 and 25. I have one. How about between 15 and 30? I got four, five. Will you be bold enough with me today and, and ask the usher to get you a chair? And I want you to come and sit right here. Because, yes, yes. Yes, if you, are, if you are working, get somebody else to work. Because this, the Lord is going to make you alive today. Because it's time for this generation. It's time for this generation to receive an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Either here or there, it doesn't matter. Because I want to really, that's okay, that's okay. That's okay. Whoop, like that. That's not Benny Hinn, that's just a fool. That's <laughs> Blessed be the name of the Lord. Thank you. Thank you for your boldness. Thank you. Facing this you know. Yeah. Facing, facing, facing this way, facing me, facing me. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. Where are the teenagers? Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Volunteering and working. That's great. That's awesome. That's wonderful. Blessed be Jesus. More in 24. And uh, I go back to the beginning from the, from the beginning of the, of the PowerPoint, please. 
more in 24. It's amazing how I'm hearing that right now in many other voices throughout the nation, not just us. More in 24. And I say, Lord, what is it? He goes, I want my people to be more alive in, in, in 24. Huh, okay, uh, that's a serious thing. That's a serious thing. Just to be alive on this awesome morning in a broken world. Because the truth is this. Not everybody is alive. A lot of people are just existing. And they really, what they're doing is they're taking too much oxygen. Just existing. A lot of people in the church are only existing. From one paycheck to another paycheck. From one Sunday to another Sunday. But there's so much anxiety, so much confusion, so much dead things inside of us that today I'm going to declare the life of Jesus to enter into the bodies, the minds, the souls, the emotions, the feelings, the thoughts of every person that's sitting here breathing so that you will not just exist, but that Lazarus will rise again from the tomb, from the tomb, rise up from the tomb and understand what does it mean to be alive and know the value of the deposit that the Holy Spirit has deposited in you as a born-again, spirit-filled person. Hallelujah. Because it's time to really kiss religion goodbye. It's time to put all the acts of, of church business aside and become alive again by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. So I'm ready to declare this morning Miracle Sunday. I'm ready to declare, hallelujah, deliverance this morning. Salvation, I'm ready to declare. There is so much bondage in the church that needs to be broken today. I'm, I'm going to name fear needs to get out from the church in Jesus Christ. There's no room for fear in the church of Jesus. I'm declaring deliverance from anxiety in the name of Jesus. I want that word to be taken away from your dictionary in Jesus' name. There is no room. There is no room. I am going to declare in Jesus' name healing and deliverance from cancer in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. It's a serious thing to be alive on this awesome day. This is the day that the Lord has made. Hallelujah. This is a great day to be alive and not just existing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody shout hallelujah. Yes. And if you don't know that by now, you need to become alive reading the word of God and the stories written in there so that the stories become alive into your face and know that it takes shouting to break the walls. It takes shouting to break the bondage. The first song we sang this morning, hallelujah, is a freedom reign in this house. Freedom comes as we dance. We should not say things that we do not mean. 
We should not sing songs that we don't know what we are saying. If we're singing about dancing, then we should be dancing. Or do not sing about dancing. I remember the first time I was invited, the first time I was invited to an evangelical gathering of all the churches of Lowell. I walked in there, I said to them, it's about time that you get some life in you. It's about time to invite a charismatic preacher to your midst. I did say that. And they said to me, we went up on, set us on the stage. And they said to me, one after the other, it's good to have you, Pastor Raful, but behave. <laughs> Honest to goodness, God, that's God, I'm not exaggerating. I said, really? Okay. And they started worshiping. And the first song they did, shout to the Lord all the earth. And I got up my time to speak. And I said to the people, it was packed. It was in Chelmsford, Massachusetts. And Barbara Bell was with me. <laughs> I said to them, your pastors said to me to behave. And they started saying, shout to the Lord. How do you want me to behave and you tell me to shout to the Lord? How am I going to shout? <laughs> do you know what the speaker said in there? We want their, their form of worship, but we don't want their theology. Because they know and they understand. I'm going to be very bold today and speak because there's no more time to waste. Because I just heard a, a very alarming statistic that 52% of the evangelical churches in America has not recorded one salvation in the last three years. Because there's a form of godliness but deny the power of God. We cannot get people saved, but we are seeing people getting saved every Sunday. In this last 61 days in, in, in here, in this, in this building, in this place, in this parking lot, 52 people got saved in this last 62. Not because, not because we preach better, not because we are more theologically sound, no, but because we believe in the charismatic power of God. Amen. Hallelujah. The power of the Holy Spirit. The power of the Holy Spirit. What, some people ask me, what is charismatic? I say charismatic is more than Pentecostal. Pentecostals, they believe in the Pentecostal experience, limited to that only. We are charismatic. We go from the Pentecostal experience as just the beginning, as just the door to the gifts of the Holy Spirit to flow in our midst. We want to become alive in this church to hear tongue and interpretation. We want to see prophecy. We want to see visions. We want to see revelations. We want to see dreams in the name of Jesus, especially on a Sunday night service, bless in the home groups and the life groups. And all the 13 life groups, it's not about coming together and eating food. It's about coming together and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. This is a beautiful morning. I declare Jesus' morning over us right now. Praise. There is no one like our God. There is no one like our God. There is no one like our God. Compassionate, merciful God. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. Oh, I said, great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. Oh, come and let's magnify the Lord together today. I dare you to believe with me for miracles to take place right now. I dare you to believe with me. Hallelujah. That this word will be confirmed with signs and wonders. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Being alive means so much world, 
so many of us believers that we don't even know how to take pleasure in a wave in the, of the ocean or in a bird flying. I, I was, all, the thing, all, everything, what I was doing in Puerto Rico every day was missing my birds. I don't have birds. I don't raise birds. I'm not allowed to even put bird feeders where I live. But there's wild birds all winter long. At 7.30 in the morning, they're waiting for me because they know that's the time that I feed them. Hallelujah. Break all my bread in the poof, and they come. This morning, there was maybe about 25 of them. You know, because it's been alive. It's enjoying God's creation. It's fascinating. When was it the last time you just paused and allowed God to fascinate you with a flower, with a sunrise, with a sundown? Or you're just rushing from work at 5.30, stop in a bar, grab a beer, and, and, and go home and, and put the remote control, you know. No wonder why you're just full of anxiety. Being alive is to appreciate the vast oceans, the rare flowers, you know what, what really does it for me? When I see a little colorful flower coming out of a rock. Have you ever seen one like that? Anybody? Yes. Well, 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 talk to me. Yes. Have you ever been in a place where there's just rocks? Right here, on the way to Boston, on 93, you could see it. By the time I come to Medford, you could see life coming out of some of the rocks. You, you wonder, where, where's the soil? Where's, where's, where's the loom? You know, I, I work sometimes so hard to plant something, nothing comes up, and I put the best loom, the best fertilizer, and, and spit on it, and everything, and, everything, and nothing happens. And God causes a flower to come out of the rock. Hallelujah! It's, it's sometimes, is it really, is it truly simp as simple as that? Yes and no. God, freeze that clock for me today in Jesus' name. It's about... It's about functioning miraculously. It's about expecting and seeing a miracle every day. Some of you are going to say, what do you mean? How are we going to do that? Are you kidding me? Did you wake up this morning? Did you open your eyes and you were able to see? Did you hear the birds singing? Did you open your faucet and water came out? Did you go into the shower and hot water came down? There's millions of people do not have water. Because God is a God of miracles. And I believe in miracles. And I believe miracles are happening. And I believe miracles will continue happening. And I believe we're going to see miraculous power. Hallelujah. That makes, that makes every atheist go, what the heck is that? Well, there's no heck about it. It's the life of God flowing through me. Hallelujah. I want my people, God says, to be more alive in 24 because I am alive. Amen. Jesus said, I have come. He goes, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come that may have life and have it to its fullness. I have come that may have life and have it more abundantly. 
That's what Jesus said. If Jesus came to your life, that means you should be alive every day. What does it mean abundantly? What does it mean to the fullness? What does it mean, Lord God, that you want us to be more of like you, alive? I have come that you may live and have it more abundantly. Uh, abundance means more is less. Bigger is smaller. Okay, that's all right. It's good that you're so quiet because that means I need to tell you and, and I need to explain you, to you right now. So I'm going to explain to you right now. Lucy is going to, I mean, I'm going to explain to all the Lucy's in the house today. <laughs> Hallelujah. That, <laughs> oh. Hallelujah. If you want more of God, you're going to have less of you. If you want more of God, you need to have less television. If you want more of God, you need to stop nicotine in your life. You need to destroy nicotine in your life. Cigarettes does not take you to hell. It will take you to heaven sooner than you should. Faster than you should. But it doesn't belong. You should be able to get rid of it in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. If you want more of God, you got to have less and less and less and less of this world. This world does not satisfy. This world does not bring you any, any. You should know that by now. The Bible says my people made two big mistakes. One, the, <laughs> my brother's going to shake hands with every person in the room. This is not a funeral, brother. This is He's coming around shaking every hand. Blessed. And I love my people. They're all shaking hands with him too. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. What a crazy place. He literally went around to every room and shook hands everywhere. Glory. Those people who are watching. Oh, God help me. Where was I? <laughs> huh? More, 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 more is, more is, less, 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 less of, of this world. It's gone. That's okay. <laughs> Hallelujah. Less idle time. The worst enemy for the Christian male. I don't know about the female because I'm not one. Uh, thank God. Hallelujah. I am so male, praise it be the name of the Lord, and I'm proud of it. Mm -mm. I'm not a it or a she, I'm a he. <laughs> Created in the image of God. Hallelujah. Oh, glory be to God. Okay, this is it. I'm going to have fun right now. I'm just going to have fun. Let's it be the name. It's been a while. <laughs> Idle time is the greatest male enemy you should never allow yourself to be in an idle time it comes it sneaks on you the moment it sneaks don't give in to it don't sit there and do nothing because if you sit there for 15 minutes it becomes 20 becomes 30 
becomes an hour, and now images comes into your mind. And the remote becomes deadly. And you start seeing, oh, hashetama, you need to fight that in the name of Jesus. Get up and do something. Get up and call somebody. Pick up the Bible. Put on worship music. Get down on your knees. Get out for a walk. Don't sit as a couch potato and become an idle person. Somebody say amen. amen. Thank you, evangelist. Hallelujah. Life of abundance is what we are called into. My cup is not half empty. My cup is overflowing. That's what abundance means. Abundance means overflow. That's what it means. It means I have so much in me that when I open my mouth, I spill joy over everybody. When I open my mouth, I spill life over everybody. I spill prosperity. I spill, I'm, I'm full of God that everything in me is boiling to the point is abundance is coming out of me that will take care of everybody that's hungry and thirsty around me. In the name of Jesus. For the glory of God. All right, I got to move on. I got to move on. Because blessed be the name of the Lord. And Jesus said, if you want to save your life, lose it. Jesus said uh, to his disciples, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. Your time is coming up right now. Get ready, get ready, get ready. I'm going to be addressing you. Living is seeing. What do you see? Where do you see yourself going? What do you see? Who do you see? How do you see? It's very important to abundant life. Equally crucial to who do you see, what do you see, is how you see what you see. Some people say seeing is believing. I say no, believing is seeing. Believing is seeing, it's living. I see crippled walk. I see blind eyes open. If you're a single, you should start seeing your spouse. Right now, if you're a female single at this age, you should see your spouse, a man of God, coming full of Holy Spirit. Don't see a checkbook. Don't see... Blue eyes, don't see blonde hair. Even if he has no hair, it's better than have hair and no Jesus. You are as big as your vision. You are as big as your vision. What do you see? Today, you are who you are. But tomorrow depends on what you see. And who do you see? And how do you see? And where do you see? In Genesis 13, 14, 15, God asked Abraham to look to the four corners of the earth. He said, for all the land which you see, to thee I will give it and to your seed forever. This means Abraham was the one to limit himself. For he could possess as far as he sees. 
He said, get out of the tent. This is what God is calling so many of you right now. Get out from your comfort zone. Get out. I want you to come out from your misery. Come out of your boring life. Come out of your existence because I want you to become alive. I want to show you your future. I want to show you what you could be. I want to show you, I want to show you what you could possess. And it's up to you to see. Abraham, count the stars if you are able to. Count the sand of the shore if you're able to. As, as, uh, uh, do you know what the Bible says? Abraham believed God. He believed God right there, right moment. And it was counted unto him righteous. And he was sterile. He was, he was at that moment almost 90 years old. And his body was dead. And he did not have not even one child. And God is saying to him, your offspring will be as numerous as the stars. And Abraham believed God. What do you see? Oh, Pastor, I, I see misery. I see the Lord high and lifted up. What do you see? Oh, Pastor, I, I, see, I see sickness and disease everywhere. I see the healer is alive. What, what do you see? I see lack and poverty. I see, I see him who became poor so I could become rich. Hallelujah. What do you see? I see the Lord saying to me, let the poor say, I am rich. Let the weak say, I am strong. Let the sick say, I am healed. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Hallelujah. What do you see? What do you see? I am so young. I don't know what to do. I don't have enough money. No, I want you to lift your eyes to the hills. And see the Lord high and lift it up. And he will show you that what he wants to make out of you, not what you are. He will show you what he's going to take you and not where you've been. You need to stop looking at what you've been and look up to the sky. Jesus will take you to the place that he has ordained for you. That's called future. Glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Your location is also very crucial here. The man on a mountaintop will have a broader view of his environment than the man in the valley. Come on. That's very, very simple. If I'm standing way down there, or if I'm standing way up there, I could see way more. So I'm here to say to you, stop being down there. Lift yourself up to the hill of the Lord. Get up to the mountain of God. Hallelujah. And look ahead of you. And you see broad. There is no limit to what God has for you. Stop letting your ethnicity, stop letting your nationality, stop letting your gender, stop letting your parents limit you. Stop, stop, stop. God who loves you is unlimited wealth. Unlimited righteousness and holiness. I am who he says I am. I can do what he says I can do. I say what he tells me to say. Ha, ha, hey! Stop living down there. and Go up to the mountain of God. Literally if you have to. Go to the mountain and spend some time in his presence. And say, Lord, open the eyes of my heart. So that I may see what you see. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. 
that I may see what you see. Hebrews 11, 24 to 27, Bible says, By faith Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to be mistreated along with the people of God rather than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. He regarded disgrace for the sake of Christ as of greater value than the treasures of Egypt. Why? Why he was able to do all that? Because he was looking ahead to his reward. By faith he left Egypt, not fearing the king's anger. He persevered. Why? Because he saw him who is invisible. Hallelujah. Oh, I pray right now and I declare a a, a wave of the Holy Spirit upon this congregation. To see him who is invisible. To see him who is high and lifted up. And to see, Lord, I want to see your train fill the temple. Lord, I want to see you breaking every bond of slavery today, right now in this house. I want to see you high and lifted up. I want to see you to lead captives free, Lord. I have come today to put an end to captivity in the name of Jesus. Freedom and healing. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Do you see? I see. And and, and I'm going to finish with this. Revelation chapter 4, verse 1. John, the beloved, they couldn't kill him. I mean, I'm sorry, John, John, the the, the apostle. They couldn't kill him. They boiled him in oil and he would not die. And he was exiled in 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 the Isle of Patmos. Somebody sent me a message from overseas. Are you in Puerto Rico or are you, are you in Patmos? I said, whatever you want to tell. There's some, cute, there's some cute people in the world. They speak in tongues and they're cute. After this, I looked and there before me was a door standing open in heaven. I want to invite you today right now to really close your eyes and, and look up and see this door. There's an open door in 24 There is an open door right now for each and every single one of us. Oh, beyond, we need to enter into that open door. We need to step in by faith into the open door and go beyond the open door. There's a new and fresh anointing. Hear the Spirit of God calling you to get up there and go into the open door. He goes to him. Come up here, and I will show you. See that again? The invitation is come up here. Stop looking down. Stop looking around. Stop looking at CNN and CBC and ABC and ZVS and QRST and, 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 and UV and, 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 and look up to heaven. Yes. Look up to the open door. And see the cherubim and the seraphim. And hear the angels crying, Holy! Holy! Holy is the Lord God Almighty! The whole earth! Some of you say, why is he yelling? I don't know. The whole earth is full of his... It just sounds better. 
I read in the book of Numbers, I lied, that was not the end, this is the end. In the book of Numbers, we read about 12 spies that were sent to spy out the land of promise. They did well, reporting all they saw. Ten of them, ten of them focused only on the giants in the land. Ten of them, all what they saw is the problems. All what they saw is the lack in the checking account. All what they saw is not, not, if I, enough gas in the car. All what they saw is that their spouses do not respect them. All what they saw is that their children are rebellious. All what they saw, all, all what they saw is the giants, the giants, the problem, the, 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 the issues of life. They walked the cities and the giants who lived there. As they dwelt on this, they forget the Lord their God who had fought and won their battles. And suddenly they began to shrink. And they became like grasshoppers in their own eyes. The reason why you are in misery as a child of God, because you see yourself as a grasshopper. <laughs> Can't stand here and sing, I am a child of God. And then you go home, I'm a grasshopper. Whenever you say, I'm a grasshopper, you say to yourself, shut up in the name of Jesus. Have you ever told yourself to shut up? Oh, good, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, because I'm not crazy. I tell myself to shut up all the time. Whenever I hear myself say anything contradictory to the word of God, I tell to myself, shut your face, it's back at your, shut your mouth, it's back at your face. Shut up. In the name of Jesus. It's much easier to, to say to yourself, shut up, than somebody else to say that to you. If you concentrate on your problems, God will become, God will become insignificant. That problem will become magnified. Faith will vanish. And over a period of time, you will be swallowed up by your difficulties. But two of them, two out of the twelve, two of them. Do I have two of them here today? Do I have two of them here today? They saw the same thing but with different perspective, different focus, different vision, different eyes. Lord, give me different eyes than anybody else. I don't want to see anything with the world. See, I want to see, see with godly eyes, with righteous eyes, with eyes of faith. I want to call the things that they are not as if they are. Thank you, thank you. That's, you from now on, you're sitting here every Sunday. They kept their eyes on the Lord, who is bigger than the giants. David. All Israel army, all of them, looked at Goliath, and they saw a giant that's impossible. He goes, are you kidding me? Look at him. He's so big, I cannot miss him. All I have to do is... How do you see? What do you see? This morning, the first thing you need to see to become alive, you already did that earlier, maybe somebody else didn't. But even those that did earlier, maybe you should do it even more boldly. You need to see yourself without Jesus. You are going to hell. Jesus is your savior. He, is your, he saves you. He, he fills you with new life. Thanks again for tuning in. We pray the Lord has used this message to speak to you today. If you'd like to stay connected, please subscribe to our weekly podcasts. 
We pray God's blessing over you wherever you are and wherever you go.